Hi. Hi, how are you? How's it going? How's life? How's things? How's the weekend? Nice. Oh, oh my. That that was way too many questions. Okay. How's you? I's good. How's you? Yeah, I can't complain. What? What? Can't complain. How was your week? Uh, week. Week is busy. Um, did a lot of admin stuff, like Navy admin stuff. I did a dumb thing. Like, I was excited at first, and now I'm just really overwhelmed. But I volunteered myself to be the head of the holiday party committee, which... Why? Yeah, because I was excited because I was like, ooh, I love planning holiday parties. And then I realized there's a lot to plan, especially for a joint command. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a lot of things to do on Monday, and it's one of them is track down the guy that did the last holiday party. Oh. Yep. Get the contacts. Yeah, contacts just see how he went about it, he or she went about it, you know. Um, yes. Wow. Yep. So That's a. Uh... Just a little stressed out about that. And then there's a lot of work things going on all at once. How was your week? Not near as eventful as yours. Mm -hmm. We did finally go through our bedroom, got rid of like seven bags just full of shit. <laughs> just like stuff you don't need anymore, dust collectors and stuff? Yes. Or old clothes, all the good Everything. Dress. Yeah. We got rid of everything. Like it's amazing how many hangers we actually have. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Now, did you Absolutely. guys just throw it away or did you donate it? No, we donated the clothes, like yep. the good clothes. Yep. I mean, obviously, there were some clothes that were really old and raggedy, and we just threw those away. But we did donate a lot of, uh, a, a lot, probably about three bags worth of clothes. Like, you guys should have just held on to those old raggedy shirts for cleaning, unless you're going to hire somebody to come in and clean. No, well, we're going to we're gonna do a really good deep clean, yep. and then one of our friends is going to come in after we leave. We're going to pay her like a hundred bucks to come in and just, you know, hit places we missed. So hopefully. Well, yeah, that'll be good. That won't be too bad. And Eric found his remote that was missing and it was, he kept stealing mine. What remote? For what? Bad. Really? The TV. <laughs> <laughs> I just outed you on the podcast. You're welcome. Uh, But... With uh, the Roku TV, we have the Roku. I have the Roku app on my phone, so I can use my phone as the remote. Yeah. So it worked out. But he finally found it. I made him find it today before he could play. And where so was it? It was in his chair, mm. hidden. We have a chair cover yep. over the chair, and it was <laughs> like hidden up in a corner. Yeah. You know, that's usually where they end up. It was right there. Yeah. Right there. Cool. So, yeah. So, how much longer till you start the big move? We're still waiting for the appraiser. Uh, yeah, you're in the ass pain process now. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's really the only thing we have left. The appraiser needs to go out, appraise the house, and then we can close. So, do you guys have at least a tentative date when that's going to happen? It was supposed to happen Thursday or Friday of this past Thursday or Friday. But didn't they have uh, that? Big crazy storm or whatever? No, that was during 4th of July. Never mind. Yeah. I am. Well, yeah. we pushed it back so the guy could have, the seller could have uh, contractors go and finish up whatever it was he was doing. So we pushed it back. So, but it was supposed to be last week. 
and that didn't happen. Or if it did happen, nobody told us. So hopefully it will happen next week. Okay. This well, week. Fingers crossed. Yeah. That won't be too bad. Um, fun fact, tomorrow, everybody has doctor's appointments tomorrow. tomorrow. Eric has an appointment. I have an appointment. Mm-hmm. Leo and Rue have appointments. Man, you're going to be busy tomorrow. <laughs> yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that's a lot okay. of fun. Anything new? Eric bought a dolly. Those mm-hmm. are important. We bought a dolly for our move, and holy Christ, it saved us. He was going to buy it party. when we had our closing date, but one of his buddies was actually moving apartments, and so he went out and bought it to help him move. So, yeah. Oh, so okay. We have a dolly. That's what's new. That's uh, they finally cleaned up all the trash by the street. When our neighbors moved out, it oh, was... Man, that shit sat there forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So somebody was here today. We went and got brunch. And by the time we got back, they had all the shit bagged up, cleaned up. It's all nicely stacked in piles. <laughs> like it's, I was like, wow. Oh, it's probably your landlords. Well, we thought that, but we didn't recognize the people who were there. We didn't recognize the car. Um, but maybe they paid somebody to do it. Yeah. That's what we were thinking. Not, not a big deal. We got the backyard all cleaned up. It looks good. I was like, hey, good job. Uh, Fun times. That's really all I got. What's new with you? Mm. I'm in a college class um, for my geography minor. The class started out with like 400 pages of reading and, you know, no thank you. But now it's broken up pretty well. Like we're learning about like a eight or nine different mega cities or megalopolises or and so far it's been pretty cool and it's kind of got the whole how did these mega cities deal with covid twist to it because you know that's the new hot thing in college yep Mm -hmm. and um the problem though with this summer class is the deadline for all of the homework is due at the end of the course and that is not good for somebody who is a procrastinator Mm -hmm. like we need Dead fast, like hard deadlines for each individual thing, or else we're gonna wait till the very last day to do it all. That's currently where I'm at, by the way. Adulting is hard. I think I'm two modules out of ten modules in, and I still have to make sure that my final paper is golden. Wait, when is all of this due? The eighth of August. Oh. Yeah, I got a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of time. (laughs) I mean, I'm working on my CEUs. I have 10 of them due by July 31st. And I have to pay my my little fee or or fine or whatever it is. What? What is? My dues. I pay my dues. Um, Yeah. So I'm trying to find 10 CEUs. (sighs) So annoying. You got this. I believe in you. I had two years to get it done. See, procrastinating. We are procrastination queens. I can't really point my finger at you because, you know, I'm doing the same thing. But that's okay because once I get my 10 CEUs done, I don't have to do any more for another two years. And then I'm going to get 36. So we're good. You got this. I believe in you. Um, What else? What else? What else? There was something else I was going to ask you. Oh. Have you played any of your video games? I did. Um, I think last Monday. Was Monday? Yeah. I was up to like 2 o'clock. We were trying to beat this boss. 
Just let that happen, huh? And we just got raped. Oh, yeah. Like it was, it was horrible. I felt so bad because we were running the dungeon for something somebody needed, and we were doing really good. Like we put it on hard mode, and we just went beast with it, and we got our asses kicked at the final boss. It took us two hours to even get to the final boss, and I mean, we we got him down. Every time we tried, we got him down to like four percent, and then yeah, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Sounds like I raid last weekend. (laughs) I mean, we were just right there. You could taste it. You're like, and then it just yeah. There's, I mean, and as a healer, you always feel guilty because you're like, if I could have just had one more heal, we might have been able to do it. Yeah. Only my cooldowns were on cooldowns. You're on cooldowns. You're oom. You're like trying to stay out of shit. It was. It's. I feel so bad, but we tried. We we did what we could. I mean, we gave it a valiant effort, and it just didn't work out. That's okay. But yeah, I have played a little bit, and then we got into. uh, We started rewatching Sons of Anarchy. Oh okay. Yeah. That's good. Don't forget, you gotta throw The Witcher in there. It comes out. It comes out in December. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, we're we're doing Sons of Anarchy right now. I started Lost, and there was one other show. I'm in the middle of two. But Sons of Anarchy. I mean, we're already on season three. I mean, we've just been been watching the fuck out of it. Gotta have some Jack Stiller in your life, you know. Yeah. It's on Hulu. If anybody's interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't been re-watching anything, but I've managed to blow through two new web comic series. Oh, goodness. Blown. Blown through them. Mm-hmm. One is called The Croaking. There's so many plot twists in this, and now I'm all the way through, and now I have to wait for the next episode, and I hate it because, like, I got that little, you know, movie going. Like, it's to the point where I've read so much that I dream about them now. Oh, fun. Yeah, so that like that movie is in my head. Yeah. And now I have to wait for a week for each episode to come out. And it's sad because that's a whole week that you lose those vital points like as you're reading through the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so, yeah, so the, the croaking is one. And then Let's Play. Girl, if you want to read a webcomic that is relatable as fuck, read that one. That's the one you sent a snippet of, huh? Yes. <laughs> That was yes. hilarious. Yes. I showed Eric. He was like, no, you I was like, yes, you do. Yes, Read you do. Read it again. Yes. Oh. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I've done so that now a time or two. And then there's uh, there's one part in there. I took a screenshot of that as well because I found it hilarious. And it's called The Master Mug. It's item level 9,999. So, of course, right there is a joke. You know, over 9,000. Yes. Um, finds one picked up. It's a one hand. It's got 250 agility, 135 spirit. And once you equip it, the contents will never go cold in an unreasonable amount of time. So in the comic series, she goes to the coffee shop, you know, where her friends work to get her daily cup of coffee. And the day before, uh, one of the delivery guys had spilt her coffee all over her cardigan. And so they got her that cup because it has a lid that never spills and it keeps her coffee hot. So whenever they handed her the mug, that's the little next, you know, picture frame thing. And it was great. And I was like, man, I need this. <laughs> might have to send me that one. I may have yeah. to read that one. Yeah, yeah it's really that good. Hilarious. That was hilarious. Like the whole thing's relatable. But 
Last night, like I'm caught up. I am caught up and I'm so sad because I want to know if one of the main male characters is You act like you don't have enough on your plate. I don't because this is an escape. Uh, touche. Yeah. Touche. Like I straight up avoided WoW most of the weekend to read those because they're so good. Don't tell your WoW friends. No, they'll be fine. Sometimes you have to take a break. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Well, well, Mm -hmm. moving on. Moving on. Welcome to (gasps) another episode of Coffee Chaos Chatter. I am Sarah. I have Sabrina here with me. She's Hi. a little she's a little hyper today. She's very excited and hyped up on life and Boots. mug beer. Oh, I meant to tell you, mm-hmm. at work at work, we were having a really crappy like day. I wanna say it was Wednesday. And um, we made hey. the comment I made the comment of, you know, just bringing in a, a mimosa for work, just you know, to take the edge off and mm-hmm. <laughs> My coworker goes, oh, I could just put it in my mug and have a mugmosa. And I was like, coined. That term is now coined. And so the whole week in my little cube section, anytime anybody would start complaining about something, I'd be like, would you like a mugmosa? So I think I'm going to have to like cut out a vinyl for that. It's going to be great. Anyway, mugmosa. I love it. Mugmosa. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, again, welcome to another another episode. Welcome. I've got some secret topics to talk about today. Mine's exciting and kind of ties back to <gasps> one of our episodes that I mentioned that I would talk about. What? Yeah. You're actually um, going to talk about something that we said we would talk about in several episodes? Yeah. Wow. Look at me go. <laughs> I'm really proud of you because I haven't done that once. Yeah. <laughs> so I did mention like in it was a few episodes ago, but I did say like. I wanted to get the general gist of what I was talking about down before I started digging into other topics that tied to it. And it's funny, the tie, but. And then um, Sabrina, because she's got some super secret topic. What is it in the realm of murder? Yeah. Man, you are really stuck on this murder I'm, thing. I'm really, it's one of those things where I'm trying to find like an off the wall topic to talk about. And then I get sidetracked. Um, Mind Hunters. I was watching Mind Hunters and on Netflix, and his name just kept coming up, and I was like, "It's a sign." I'm go check it out. <laughs> it's a sign. It's actually pretty interesting. Interesting. Okay. And if anybody has seen that show on Netflix, they probably know exactly who I'm going to talk about. Okay. Well, Eddie. I haven't watched it, so oh. no. Well, that's sad. Yeah. I guess. Uh, would you like to know? Who my topic is? Is it my turn? Is it? Yeah, you're going first. You're the first one. First? Yeah, let you go. All right. So I I went to Murderpedia as usual. And I when I Googled this guy, I actually found another interesting article uh in from all that's interesting.com. Um and I really like the way they put it together. So most of my stuff is from all that's interesting. So my murderer today is Ed Kemper. Do you know who he is? Never heard of him. No. What? I okay. know. I'm like, I just, I'm not into the whole 
Okay. Like, it's interesting to learn, but I don't obsess over murder, murder stuff. As you've noticed, my thing is ghosties. Ghosties? Well, yes. Okay. Okay. So, Ed Kemper is, like, 6'9". He's a serial killer. Um, he is also known as the co-ed killer. Uh, he brutally murdered at least 10 people in California during the 60s and the 70s. Did you say uh, he was 6'9"? Yes. 6'9". 6'9". Mother of God. He and they t- didn't play basketball? No. Okay. He's weird. Okay. <laughs> Sports, Clearly we have realm. some issues since I'm talking about Okay. Um, so <laughs> as a boy, uh, his actual name is Edmund. Everybody calls him Ed. Um, Ed killed animals, decapitated his sister's dolls, um, invented disgusting games. At the age of 15, he even murdered his grandparents. This guy clearly did not play basketball, okay? No, clearly did not, no. Um, Ed confessed to killing six female hitchhikers as well as his mother, her best friend, and the police didn't believe him at first. They knew him and liked him <laughs> uh, and even had a nickname for him, Big Ed. He was six foot nine man who seemed like a gentle giant at the time. It's- the man confessed to killing people <laughs> and the police didn't believe him. Yes. What? Yes. Okay. I California. told you, this is a fun story. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> All right. So Ed was a cunning serial killer who raped corpses mutilated dead bodies, and buried his victims' heads in the backyard. He had a high IQ of 145, which only made him more dangerous. He used his intelligence to slip away from crime scenes undetected. Um, This article also refers back to Mindhunter, uh, just so everybody knows. But uh, because it's really good. If you want to see kind of a non-documentary documentary on this guy, it's good. You could probably share the link for that episode to the website. Or at least the Netflix. You know, season episode, whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's the whole thing. He plays a very vital part in this, in the whole okay. show. It's pretty cool. Uh, so Ed's murders were absolutely horrific. But um, his real story... Oh, sorry. That's... That was not... So Ed was born on December 18th in 1948 in Burbank, California. He presented troubling behavior from an early age. The future serial killer had a horrible childhood. His mother, Clarnell Elizabeth Kemper, was an alcoholic who possibly suffered from borderline personality disorder. Her erratic behavior once led Kemper's father, a World War II veteran, um, to remark suicide missions in wartime and later the atomic bomb testings were nothing compared to living with Carnell. Wow. Yeah, so she was a real hoot to be around. I'm sure she was. (laughs) She regularly berated uh, Kemper's father for his menial job as an electrician, and she refused to coddle her son for fear it would turn him gay. Um, Kemper began to develop dark fantasies early on, fueled by these thoughts. 
he started decapitating his sister's dolls. Um, so Kemper said, I remember there was uh, actually a sexual thrill. You hear that little pop and pull their heads off and hold them up by their head, whipping their heads off their bodies sitting there. I, that'd get me off. That is. Wow. What, yeah. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. This guy. Yes. And yep, I just okay. want you to know the story gives me the EBGBs because this is very, very ugly. Full disclosure. Okay. Okay. In addition, uh, Kemper forced his sisters to play disturbing games like the electric chair and gas chamber, as if imagining they might where they he might end up. Uh, Kemper had his sisters pretend to march him to his death. So they had to march him down the hallway, put him in a chair and pretend to electrocute him or put him in a room and pretend they were filling it full of gas. This kid was. Not interested in basketball at all. <laughs> like his, oh, I was gonna say his parents didn't like think anything wrong of this, but he's got a crazy ass mother, a fucking father that probably suffers PTSD from war, and his wife. They probably didn't even notice the signs. I bet you he probably had more PTSD from his wife than he did from war, and that's sad. That yep. Anyways. Anyway, okay. Moving on. Once. He stalked his second grade teacher while carrying his father's bayonet. And when his sister Susan teased him about kissing the teacher, Kimpley coldly responded, if I kiss her, I'd have to kill her first. That's weird and fucked up. Okay. At the age of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong here. <laughs> At the age of 10, uh, Kimper's disturbing behavior escalated to violence. After his father left the family in 1957, the young boy killed both the family cats. He even buried one of the cats alive and then later decapitated it. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. This... Where do you find these stories? Oh, okay, continue. <laughs> Meanwhile, without Edmund Sr. around, Kemper's mother began to focus her aggression on her teenage son, She made him sleep in the basement, claiming that he might hurt his sisters. And she regularly berated him and insulted him, telling him that no woman would ever fall in love with him. Man, she is like the definition of psychological abuse. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. (sighs) So sad. Anyways, okay. At the age of 14, Kemper had had enough. He ran away from his mother's house to live with his father. But by that point, his father had remarried another woman, and he sent his son to live with the grandparents. There, Ed would become known, would become a killer for the first time. For Ed, living with his grandparent, living on his grandparents' ranch, was no better than living at home. He later called his grandfather Edmund senile, and complained that his grandmother Maud, Ma, Mude, Made was emasculating. Uh, She thought she had more balls than any man. It was consistently emasculating me and my grandfather to prove it. Uh, Kemper later said. Now, is this Mm -hmm. his mother's parents? Mm, No. I'm thinking this is the dad's parents. I just, you know, that sounds more mother parents. It looks like (laughs) all the men are named Edmund. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. Say father's parents. 
Um, After chasing his grandmother on numerous occasions, Kemper became, sorry, after clashing, not chasing, with his grandmother on numerous occasions, Kemper became angrier and angrier. I couldn't please her. It was like being in jail. I became a walking time bomb and I finally blew, he said. On August 27th, 1964, Kemper got into yet another explosive argument with his grandmother. But this time, the furious 15-year-old boy shot her in the head with his grandfather's 22 caliber rifle. Then, as his grandfather walked up the driveway towards the house, Kemper shot him too. Both of his grandparents were now dead because of him. He had to have been pretty close because the 22 isn't, like, it's... Still a weapon, but yeah, like a twenty-two round isn't that big. Mm. I mean, like, I'm sure it would do some argument. damage. They but... were probably, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. so he killed his grandmother. He later explained yep. because he just wanted to see what it felt like to kill grandma. But Kemper killed his grandfather so that he wouldn't find out that his wife had been murdered. So he wanted to know what it felt like to kill grandma, killed grandma, and then killed grandpa because he didn't want grandpa to know that the wife had been killed. Okay. Mm -hmm. After they were both dead, he called his mother to confess to everything. Kemper was then sent to the criminally insane unit uh, of the... He went to a state hospital. I don't know how you say it, but he went to the state hospital. There, doctors determined that Kemper was a paranoid schizophrenia as well as a very impressive IQ. So he was a smart paranoid schizophrenia. Aren't they usually, though? I think that they are. I think they're very intelligent. They just don't know. That's probably what drives them to their paranoid schizophrenia. Because their brain doesn't know the difference between what's real, what's not, like... It just goes on hyperdrive and... Might be onto something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but despite the crimes he committed, uh, Ed only stayed in the hospital for a few years. On his 21st birthday in 1969, he was released. Uh, he then went to live with his mother, who was then working as an administrative assistant at the University of California in Santa Cruz. Free again, it didn't take Edmund long to indulge his murderous murderous urges but at first he initially tried to live a normal life so he tried he gave it the good old unmedicated unsupervised go yeah uh after being denied a job as a state trooper because he was deemed too large at six foot nine and 300 pounds Kemper decided to take up an available position at the department of transportation so this is how the cops knew him because he couldn't become a trooper because he was too big. He's a big boy. Yeah, six nine is pretty fucking tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's short of giants. That is okay. Yes. Uh, as he drove around California, Kemper noticed lots of women hitchhiking, so he started to give them rides. At first, I picked up girls just to talk to them, just to try to get acquainted with people my own age and try to strike up a friendship, Kemper said. He picked up over 100 girls without incident. Like, this is a good thing, okay? That's a, yep, he's I mean, doing good. We're, we're winning. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he couldn't suppress the urge to kill. 
when later asked what crossed his mind when he saw a pretty girl, Kemper said, one side of me says, wow, that's an attractive chick. I'd like to talk with her, date her. The other side of me says, I wonder how her head would look up on a stick. And he probably said it like very nonchalant, like nothing very, was wrong exactly. with that thought. <laughs> very <laughs> like, intelligent. Wrong with very yeah. intelligent. Like, you know, I'd like to talk to her. I'd like to date her. I wonder what it'd look like on a stick. So what's for lunch? Like, it, yep. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. <laughs> By 1972, Kemper had turned to a life of violence yet again. On May 7th, he picked up two Fresno State students, 18-year-old Mary Ann Pace and 18-year-old Anna Lucinda near Berkeley, California. Uh, Kemper brought the women to a wooded area nearby intending to rape them, but he panicked and stabbed and choked the two women to death. He then stuffed them into the trunk and drove to his house. Um, On the way, a cop stopped him for a broken taillight, but did not search the car. If he had, he would have found the bodies of Ed's victims inside. Once home. He defiled them. Kemper raped the bodies, then dismembered them, placed the body parts into plastic bags to dispose of them. Ed's victims were hidden somewhere in the ravine near Loma Prita Mountain. Okay. From there, Kemper continued his murderous his murder spree, killing again on September 14, 1972. Like with his first murders, Kemper picked up a hitchhiker, 15-year-old Aikoku, who had missed her bus to dance class. During this encounter, Kemper accidentally locked himself out of the car, but was able to persuade the young teenage girl to let him back inside. Then he choked her unconscious, raped her, and killed her. After stuffing Ku's body in his trunk, Kemper recalled looking down at his last latest kill with pride. He said he admired his catch like a fisherman. Wow. Well, like, um, yep. Okay. Kemper soon began to risk getting caught just for the additional thrill. Of course. He hung out at a bar called the Jury Room, which was popular for the police officers. There he made friends with local cops who called him Big Ed. Kemper enjoyed being so close to the people trying to catch him. He even... And even though Kemper moved back with his mother in 1973, he murdered three more college students he picked up around the nearby campus. He even buried a several a severed head from one of the victims in his mother's garden and let it facing sorry, and left it facing toward her bedroom. According to him, he did this because his mother always wanted people to look up to her. <laughs> wow. You know, here you go, mom. You finally got what you wanted. This is bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. In truth, uh, Ed's mother had been his, his real target the entire time. He said, and they put, my victims represented not what my mother was, but what she liked, what she coveted and what was important to her. 
and I was destroying it. So all these innocent people died because that's all he could see was his fucking mother and all of them. Mm-hmm. And so he was, or he, well, it wasn't her. He saw what like she the things liked. that she wanted, yeah. and yeah, and look, and constantly probably berated him for. Yes. Yes. So, and living with his mother again brought Kemper right back to his childhood. He said, uh, he later explained, my mother and I uh, started right in on horrendous battles, just horrible, violent, and vicious battles. Wait, can we, can we rewind a minute? Okay. Uh, no, never mind. Continue. I remembered we discussed it. Continue. Keep going. Okay. Uh, everything accumulated on April 20, 1973. That night, Kemper bludgeoned his mother to death with a claw hammer while she was sleeping. He then decapitated her. And oh, did he touch his own mother? Before using it as a dartboard. He also screamed at her head for an hour straight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As if that weren't enough, Kemper also cut out her tongue and larynx and placed them in the garbage disposal, but the mechanism couldn't break up the tissue properly and spit her remains back into the sink. That seemed appropriate, Kemper said, as much as she bitched and screamed and yelled at me over so many years. Even more shocking. (laughs) It gets worse. But wait, there's more. Order now and you can have your landing spec. No. Uh, He invited his mother's best friend, Sally, over to the house uh, with the idea um, about a cover story. Kemper thought that he could just say his mother went and her friend went on vacation together. He murdered Sally and stole her car. He then drove to Colorado, certain that he would soon see the two murders in the news. But after not hearing anything for a while, Kemper ended up calling the police from a phone booth and he confessed to everything. At first, the police didn't believe Big Ed could be a killer. It's Big Ed. He's our friend. he's, He's a great guy. And he buys his drinks in, in the park, yeah. at the jury room. Like, <laughs> can't be Big Ed. Pfft, Big Ed. But Kipper soon began describing things that only the co-ed killer would know. Yeah. Like, you know, he'll probably find... <clears throat> nope, can't go there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. All right. You know, you'll probably... <laughs> <laughs> I just like thinking uh, when asked why he stopped killing and turned himself in, Kemper said it wasn't serving any physical or real emotional purpose. It was just pure waste of time. Emotionally, I couldn't handle it much longer. He continued. Toward the end there, I started feeling the foley of the whole damn thing. At, and at the point of near exhaustion, near collapse, I just said to hell with it and called it all off. Nope, this hobby's boring. Next. Well, let's go to jail. See what happens there. Maybe I'll find a girlfriend. Or a boyfriend. Or a boyfriend. You know, whatever. Uh, Kemper was arrested and later convicted of eight counts of first-degree murder. 
Kemper did attempt suicide twice and even requested the death penalty, but was ultimately given a seven concurrent life sentences instead. Let's hope we don't get reincarnated, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Ed was imprisoned in the California medical facility alongside the n- notorious criminals like Charles Manson and Herbert M- Mullins. Uh, Kemper, who is now 72 years old, still resides at that same prison to this day. During his early years behind bars, Kemper willingly participated in a number of interviews with reporters and law enforcement. Before long, he was even meeting with the FBI to discuss his heinous crimes and why he committed them in a chilling objective conversation. Um, And this is actually the part that's really cool in the Mindhunter show because it's kind of showing the FBI side of why they were talking to him. Um, And I'm not really going to go into a lot of details. If you want to watch the show, you can get more of those details. Um, But they did say that he would look you straight in the eye, tell you how sorry he is for everything he did while at the same time plotting your demise and you would never have a clue. So this guy is really, really smart and very, very talkative and very, very disturbed. He's very disturbed. Yeah. But I'm just, I guess back then, like the whole paranormal schizophrenia thing wasn't as well understood as it is today. And so they didn't, they probably just either one ran out of funds to leave him at the hospital or two, just, you know, that stint of time he started to act normal because he didn't have that ability to be influenced by the one to kill and murder and he didn't have his parents like annoy him and his grandparents were already dead. So. Mm -hmm. And they just let him go. Well, yeah, because you know, he's better. So. And then he just goes back out into the world where all the triggers. He did give it the old try though. He did. One hundred. He tried. A hundred women are still alive. Yep. (sighs) Anyway. So that's Ed Kemper. That's a very disturbing story. Like, as if he even, like, raped his mother's corpse. No, it was just her head. Yeah, but still. And then he ripped out her tongue. You know, I don't want to know. I don't. Put it in the disposal and then spit it back out. (laughs) You can't. I mean, it's so disgusting. It is. Although, I do think the part where he buried the head. In his mother's garden to look up at her. Because she always wanted people to look up to her. I mean. You didn't have to be quite so dramatic. So drastic. What about the Barbie head? You could put the Barbie head in the garden. No, he's beyond that. Oh, touche. And that's not a real people. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, um, thank you for that disturbing fucking topic for today's episode yeah well i'm trying to keep it gory and bloody and i was reading it and i was like trying not to throw up yeah but the netflix series is actually pretty cool well that's good and it's yeah it's disturbing we'll see anyways what is your topic could you imagine if the cop actually, man, he would have been caught so much sooner if the cop would have been like, open your trunk, sir. Like, but no. His mom still would have been alive. And her friend. 
Yeah, she still would have had her tongue and her her bits. Her head would still be attached to the body. Now, like, what did he do? Just leave the body there in the house to... I guess so. I guess he just left the crime scene. And just hope for the best? Like, somebody will complain best. about the smell? Yeah. And he watched the news, was looking at papers. He just knew the stories were going to be in the news, and Nothing. he got tired of waiting. Nothing was... Called himself in. Mm-hmm. Because he was bored. He was done. Wasn't serving him any purpose. What the fuck? He wasn't bringing him any joy I'm anymore. disturbed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gee, I hope you have a lot to say about this episode. <laughs> Come on, G. Let's hear it. Yes. All right. Well, my episode is not gory. It is a little... Like... I read about these places and I really want to go to them, but at the same time, I don't want to go to them because oh, if this shit happened to me, I would probably pee my pants, not bring oh, a spare okay. change of pants, and then I would just smell like scaredy pee the rest I, of my... You know what? If we ever make a trip like that, I will make sure you have clean underwear and clean pants. Like in my backpack? Yeah. Maybe okay, we'll, well, we'll get some diapers. Get those depends, and then you ain't got to worry about it. No. <laughs> What, you too good to wear Depends if you know you're going to pee on yourself? Yes. Well, I mean, they got cute ones. Sabrina. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here, man. <laughs> like, yeah. cute ones. She did, like, the whole <laughs> hand motion, like, with the elastic part. What the hell? All right, so my fancy topic goes back to the ley lines discussion. And this is what... And this is what originally got me to be like, oh, I should probably talk about what ley lines are first before I start talking about paranormal-fueled places that lay on ley lines, okay? Are there, quick question before you get into your story. Yes. Are there more haunted places on ley lines than there are not? So that is what the theory is because of how much energy you know, flows around these ley lines so smart. that it then fuels, you know, the paranormal activity because spirits and entities need energy, energy to, you know, thrive. Well, that's cool. So this, this particular place, which is called the Ancient Ram Inn. Oh, Ram, that it, sounds like the devil. They even have, like, a giant, like, ram head over the fireplace, so, like, in the pictures. Oh, my God, this is going to be a good one. All right, so it was built in in 1145. It is the oldest building in England's Watton Under Edge area. So 1145? Yes, 1145. Been around a while. Yeah. A A thousand years, almost. Almost. Whew. Yep. So, built forever ago, obviously under really good restoration and upkeep. Um, the thing about this, the two important things for this paranormal activity that still haunts it today, is it's said to be built over a pagan burial ground that's estimated to be over 5,000 years old. And it's also said to sit on the intersection of two ley lines that lead straight to the Stonehenge. Wow. The Stonehenge, in the ley line perspective, is believed to contain a significant amount of spiritual energy and paranormal power. 
just because of its significance and its location. Wow. So again, like the, I really want to get more, like maybe watch some documentaries on the Stonehenge because like it comes up a lot and nobody to this day still knows what the importance of this fucking thing was. You would think we would figure something out. We need like a way back machine so we can go back to the time we think they built it and just keep popping forward, you know, every 10 years and just see like, where the hell did they start building this? And then ask somebody. But, yeah. What is yeah, this? So, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> what are you building this for? Are they gateways? Like, what's the go? Oh, you know. Oh, could you imagine? Gateway to like a parallel universe. That'd be <sighs> very cool. Anyway. Anyways. So, yes. So, two ley lines that wow. directly And Stonehenge. a pagan burial ground. Yes, and a pagan burial ground. A really old one. Very old. You know that shit's spooky. Yes. Okay. So, the building was actually first built to house masons, workers, and slaves that were constructing St. Mary's Church, which was, like, across the river from this inn. Okay. Two opposite ends of the spectrum there. Yep. Um... <laughs> When they were planning on where exactly to build the church, there were a couple of, like, water streams that they had to divert. When they did this, a lot of the people in the area, as well as some of the workers and the masons, believed that them diverting these rivers caused a dark portal of energy to open. Ooh. Which is now why they believe that demonic presence is active in this inn. They done let the devil out. Ugh, people. <laughs> How didn't you guys know about Leyland Come back then? on! Um, so around the 1930s, once the Masons and the workers moved out, the church was built. The house was, you know, swapped hands several times. And somewhere in between the hand swapping, um, the house was made into an inn and like a public house. So like uh, they served beer and food and stuff. Um, from there, it was kind of closed for a short period of time, and then in 1968, the house was bought by John Humphreys, who turned it into his own personal home. Oh, okay. Any Ken um, to coach? No, no, oh. no Ken to coach. Well, it might be, maybe distant relative. We'll have to ask Coach if he's British by any means. Um, he did pass away in 2017, but his daughter Caroline acquired the inn and opened it up to archaeologists so that they could study the unique history and like the design of the building as well as the stuff around it and then um they also allow visitors and paranormal tourists to you know tour the place and or stay the night but they have to of course organize Fine. that well in advance mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> um john said that the first evening he slept in the house he claimed he was grabbed by the arm and drug across the room straight from his bed. Bye. There's an article on the wall in the end that actually denotes this. And they have like this really blurry picture because, you know, way back in 1970, it's hard to take pictures um, of what looks like his room. And then like this white entity in the middle of it. Don't know if that's, you know, just a flash blur or if it's really something they got. But they do have that framed on the wall in that in that place um after a couple of weeks his wife and his daughters couldn't take the eerie and unsettling feeling of the constant paranormal activity and strangeness going on so they left him and he refused to leave his home so he wanted to ensure that the building remained 
because the government had been threatening to tear it down to build um, apartments and homes Ooh, in that area. That wouldn't be good. Um, some of the like the resources or the, the pages that I read said that he had been battling with the government since the time he bought it until the time he died. So I don't know if his daughter's still having to deal with that or if there's like certain permits that they get in order to keep it going. Um, so the first room that you encounter when you walk into the inn is called the men's kitchen. Um, this is the portion that physically stands on a large section of what they presume is a burial ground. Um, the reason that they say this is because when he started trying to do some renovations, he found uh, skeleton remains like in the wall behind the closet, as well as some uh, ritual weapons and spears and knives, like with the Whoa. skeletons themselves. So they were like uh, warriors. No, they believe that they were sacrificed during demonic and like rituals. <gasps> So that's the theory, you know, Mm -hmm. don't know if it was warriors or if people just needed a way out or yeah. Um, It also says that you can often hear the sounds of babies crying in that room, just in the men's kitchen area. And that's all you can hear, like sounds of babies crying. Uh, And then the minute you walk in through the door, everybody that's gone in there says you just feel dreadful and you feel really heavy. So... That's when I would just turn around and walk out. <laughs> um, Stay here. I'm yep. going to go. Yeah, so you know, if I hear a baby crying, I'm out. <laughs> uh, so uh, most of the articles that I did read said that the two of the most well-known legends of the hauntings is that of a witch that was burned at the stake. And there's the haunting of a bishop and some dark monks. Monks are dark. Well, evidently these were, and I'm sure back in the 1100s, Touché. there's no telling that, like, maybe they just called them monks, but honestly, like, were witches and, you know, whatevers. Okay. All right. Um, so the story of the witch was she was burned at the stake in the 1500s during the height of the prosecutions against those that didn't believe in Christianity or didn't practice the government's version of Christianity. Um, a lot of people that visit the inn believe that her spirit still haunts the room dubbed the witch's room, which is the room she took refuge in before being captured, tortured, and burnt. That would make sense. Go yep. to the room where you felt safe. Yep. And then yeah. haunt the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this room now belongeth to me forever. Exactly. Um, and then the bishop's room is on the first floor of the inn, and it's considered the most haunted and terrifying room in the whole inn. Um, the bishop's room is actually where John Humphreys decided to make his own personal bedroom. Well, of course. Pretty sure. Well, that would make sense why he was drugged across the room. Get the fuck out. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, his own personal bedroom. Um, but this room is said to like back when travelers were coming through and stuff that this is where the bishops would stay and to this day it's said to be haunted by many different bishops that stayed in that room so i think during the time of it being an inn like that was a designated room for them to go and yeah do their thing um do whatever they had to do um (laughs) get good with god or in this case practice dark arts Mm. um 
And then it also is said that a lot of dark monks and evil spirits are regularly seen in this area of the inn. So um, I couldn't find any pictures, but a lot of stories about people seeing apparitions in the corner of like two monks um, talking over a table and then they just disappear. Um, there's a, <clears throat> a cavalier, like a ghostly cavalier. He materializes on one end of the room and like with pride and, you know, gusto, uh, he just kind of struts across the room to the other end of the wall and disappears. Okay. Um, there's also a Roman centurion that will appear on horseback and like bolt for the next wall and then disappear. So wow. We'll just take off after you like he's ready to, I don't know, land you and then gone. Um, I, I feel like that's cheating. Like, if you can run at me with a horse, you better let me get a horse. I don't care if it's a ghost <laughs> horse or not. Like, what the hell, man? Come on. Um, they also say that there's been sightings of a shepherd and his dog seen oh. near the doorway getting ready to enter or exit. Oh. And they've also heard screams of a man that sounds like he's being burnt alive oh my god and there's stories that say that there was a man that was in that room and force like they forced his head into the fire and he <gasps> basically succumbed to his injuries the there. fuck is wrong with people <laughs> um they also say that during uh like a medium doing a tour of the inn when she or he entered that room, they were instantly lifted off of the ground and flung across the room into the like hallway. Get like out. Like that is not the allowed ultimate in there. Fuck you. Get out. Yep. <sighs> and then a lot of people also say that once you enter that room, you just feel like you're being suffocated. It's very oppressive and it's very disturbing. Wow. Like you just feel overwhelmed with those those feelings. Could you imagine being the one person that walks into the room and doesn't feel anything? People would be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so you should be burned at the stake. <laughs> Clearly, you're on the wrong side of this. Oof. So that's a thing. Um, and then last but not least, and honestly, like I had a kind of a chuckle because another reason I think John picked this room as his own personal room. Um, he states that there's an incubus, incubus and a succubus. That are said to haunt the room, and the succubus constantly tries to bribe people into having sex. That's what he it. says that he, you know, tells her no and like kind of thwarts her off. Your wife left. You're horny. <laughs> <laughs> we know you, what's really going man. on here. And um, and then a lot of uh, visitors say that they do have this feeling of like being harassed or touched in- inappropriately. And then if you don't give in to their wants, they will then start mistreating you and, like, scratching you and stuff because they're not getting their way. Yeah. So they go from being all, like, ooh, la la to fuck you, bitch, I'll kill you, you know? <laughs> the ultimate crazy ex-girlfriend experience. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay, this was fun. Mm, yep. Not really feeling it. Get, I mean, could you use the usual excuses? You know, I have a headache. My stomach hurts. <laughs> Not right now. Like, not tonight, Succubus. <laughs> like, I, really I had a really headache. long day at work. I just <laughs> can't. Like, can I take a rain check on this? <laughs> Promise I'll make it up to you. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. please don't scratch me, burn me. I'm just not in the mood. Don't touch me. Yep. But, yeah, so... <laughs> 
again, it goes back to the ley line. So people in the area, like, they honestly believe that the diversion of the stream, the streams, to build the church is what opened the demonic stuff. But they believe before that happened that it was a very high area for spiritual energy, not so much the evil kind. But just But just history. the, yeah. Okay. But it's also interesting because you have to remember, like, your ley lines are very heavily magnetic energy fields as it is. So there's a lot of energy going around there. So, yeah. I can't imagine, like, one, your brain's already going 50,000 miles per hour. Then a dance secular. And then you see a fucking, you know, a Roman centurion on a fucking horse riding through a wall. Like, did I I, too much? (laughs) I would probably, I don't know. I feel like we need to go. I feel like we need to experience this. Uh, <laughs> what is that look? <laughs> but uh, in my researching, I decided to watch, you know, old Zach Bagel Bites oh. and the and the yeah, Ghost Ghost Adventures. He went to this place. Yes, they did. Him and his crew. And I swear to God, they're so dramatic. Of course. And I TV. like watching it now. It's you can actually see like the stupid things that are staged, and then you can like see the things that are not staged, it's very yeah. apparent. But in part of that episode, they have a I guess a Wiccan, or like a witch a witch. She called herself Lady Snake. Oh, the old guy! Yes. Super old. Well, now he's dead, but. Yeah. No, yes, and I they have to one. do like the opening ritual. This, what, and, what's her name? Snake or something? Yeah, Lady Snake. Lady Snake, yeah. Yes. And she's acting all like, I am not like, you know, she might not have been acting. She was probably dead serious that she is not taking part in this ritual. But when, like, Zach's laying on the floor, just. Yes. Did you guys hear that? I'm like, oh, my God, nobody heard anything. I didn't know that was that place. Wow. Yeah. So that's that place. So I got halfway through it. I wanted to watch the end because I know they caught some weird stuff. Like the growling sound coming out of the fireplace. Like, mm-hmm. nobody made that shit up. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting though because your magnet like that magnetic energy field is gonna affect with your equipment. Yeah. Like it's gonna affect your equipment. Oh yeah. And for so sure. they kept having a lot of technical failures and like technical interruptions. And so like who's to say that wasn't the ley line energy or who's to say that wasn't some pissed off fucking evil monk who just was like, Yeah, now we're not playing this game. Get out of my house. Yeah. With your dramatic ass. Like the Growly, get out. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I thought, like, I thought that was pretty interesting. I I really want to go to it, but I really don't. Because, like, what if you get that one overly attached spirit that just wants to follow you home? Like, how do you work against that? I don't want that. Stay. I'm going to go. You just take one of those items. You take an item with you and just be like, all spirits who intend to follow me, attach yourself to this item. And then you just leave the item. Does that work? Yeah. Oh. Like in theory. And then what you could do is to, you know, throw your sin off. Like what we learned in the superstitions chat is you just go to like a bar on the way home or a restaurant. Well, and hopefully they stay behind. And then now you have a haunted restaurant. It's better than a haunted house. It'd be like a ghost, ghosted. Huh. <laughs> it's a pun. Oh. Like you ghosted a ghosty. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll never see it coming. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so that's my that's my story. That's good. I thought it was pretty interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know he was getting some from the ghosty. Yeah, right? Like don't 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 toy around with us, John. We know why you stayed in that room. Don't be don't be Wife bad. left him. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, but it's still open today. I again, I don't know if his daughter's having the same fights about keeping it going because the government finds it as unsanitary and unhealthy due to how old it is. But they like he's put a lot of effort into keeping it like the upkeep of it. Yeah. And um Well, I mean houses well, is dirt. Well, not only that, but now it's an archaeolog like an archaeologist's dream because they're finding skeletons and they're finding these artifacts and they're finding, you know, yeah. all the stuff that could give a idea of the history. <sighs> so yeah, that that's my topic. A lot less that's fucking good. gory than your topic. Well, yeah, but yours I mean And I will say yeah, if we ghosty do, horses, ghosty dogs. I mean, that was like everything. Crying babies. Ghosts, de- like dead ghosts. No, those are no, those are succubus. I, I don't think you consider succubus ghosts. They're definitely demonic oh, creatures. Well, okay. Yeah. Horny devils. Ah. <laughs> that's another good pun. Oh god, that's full of puns. We're just we're on a roll today. But yeah. That was good. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day we could go check it out before it gets Torn down. Or turned off to visitors. Yeah. Yeah. We're not staying the night, though. Oh. No. No. Like, not no, but fuck, hell no. Well, I wanted to meet a monk. No. You can do it during the day. Oh. It's so fun. No. You can stay the night. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> Probably. You no, know, you can see me that night because the first time a, a mouse ran across the boards and something squeaked, I'd be out of there. <laughs> but we're not. We're definitely not having Lady Snake come over to. Oh like, no, no, no! Get the elements involved and. Yeah. The only element I need is Jesus, and He is with me. So <laughs> that is it. Don't be calling nobody else. Nothing else. We're good. We are good. Whew. We definitely anyway. should take a, a, a trip to a haunted place, though, for real. There's plenty of them here in the U.S. Oh, for sure. We just got to find one. A good one. What would be a good one? I really want to go to Salem. Where all the witch trials? Mm-hmm. They say it's pretty haunted. But Maybe it's really to- cool to go. We could go to that place, that old saloon that's still, like, super haunted. It was on Ghost Hunters. I think it was on Ghost Hunters. And it's, like, one of the only ones that they were. They Ghost Hunters? A couple of saloons. <clears throat> yeah, but they did one where they just straight up caught stuff that they could not explain. And they're like, yeah, well, we will go along with this being haunted as fuck. Like, chairs were moving. Oh, yeah. You could see, like, gunfight lights. Yeah. None of the lights were on. Lights were turning on. Yeah. 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 Cards cards were being dealt out. Like, you can't fucking stage that. I wonder what they... We could go... 
We could go to a haunted asylum, a penitentiary. There's one. Where's that one? There's one in the States that's supposed to be, like, super bad. The island one? Isn't there one in California? I'm sure there is. Oh, you're thinking of? Alcatraz. No. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do that one. Maybe not. (laughs) That might be above my ghosty level. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. So yeah, this podcast was terrifying and disturbing. Man, we did good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of us. So uh, what did you dream about? Well, Well. I dreamt about this murderer who was a ghost and he decapitated bodies for fun. Yeah. And he had a succubus sidekick. (laughs) With the heads. Oh, my God. Okay. Well. That does it for, what is this, number? This episode, 13. 13. Oh, yeah. oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a 13. Wow. Wow, we yeah. did good. We yeah, did good. Unplanned. That was yeah. not planned at all. Holy That's fuck. Really <laughs> okay. Well, if we have officially, if you're still listening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we haven't officially scared you off. Um, you can find us on Facebook. There's nothing scared. Well, okay. Facebook. Just the links to our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you can find everything at our website, uh, Um, And that has everything. How to contact us. That'll take you right to our Facebook, Instagram page. We have a listens page where you can just kind of click on the little picture and it'll take you to your favorite listening place. Um, We have our episode goods on there where you can click on the links and look at the pictures that we've got to look at and, you know, the articles that we've read. Uh, We got Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, we're doing the Instagram thing. Instagram. Yeah. Thanks. Patreon. Patreon. If you'd, if you'd like to donate, we have coasters. We if, do. We have coasters. Um, you can go to patreon.com. Is it backslash, I think? Anyways, Coffee, Coffee Chaos, Chaos Chatter. Chatter. Yeah, we made it really easy. Pretty much Google Coffee Chaos Chatter. You'll find us. We're there. We are still looking for uh, support, Patreon support. Uh, we have some merch, just two merch items right now. Uh, we got you know, the coffee coasters or the cup coasters, and we got some little stickers. Very excited. Um, so that, that's just a step forward in our merch. Um, but, again, your donations will definitely help us open our doors to um, bigger, better, awesomer I want to get coffee things. cups. You want to get what? Coffee cups. Yeah, coffee cups. You even koozies, since we oh. got the, the beer drinkers. Yeah. Why are you pointing at me? Go I'm be- just saying the beer drinkers. <laughs> be sure to like us, follow us, so we know, you know, that you're there. And you can yep, get, share us. Share us with your friends. We're friendly people. Yeah. If there's an episode you really like, like it doesn't, it takes a couple seconds, just copy that link, share it to your media platform. Just yep. give it a nice little, cool. I really enjoyed this because, and then hashtag it, Coffee Chaos Chatter. 
And then that way we can follow follow that. See yep. where we're reaching. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but we hope we had we hope we had fun. We hope you had fun and enjoyed. And I promise you, we will not be decapitating any friends. No. Friends don't kill friends. We've talked or about family. this. Or family. Yeah. We're really not into that. That is that's not, not our, our thing. thing. No. Video games. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. No. We're nerds. Yeah. Nerds Again. with a podcast. Nerds with a podcast. Damn. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.